0: In Chicago this year, 147 kids have been shot. Over 20 of them have died. This according to the latest data from the Chicago Police Department. But communities are banding together to stamp out violence in their neighborhoods. With us to discuss the root causes and solutions to gun violence is Tamar Manassa. She's the founder of the group Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings, or MASK. Also with us is Tal Hazak Lowy executive director of Friends of the Children Chicago. Now, the stats only get worse. Gun violence killed 10 kids under the age of 15, according to a Chicago Sun-Times analysis.
1: Goodness gracious, you know that every year, for literally the past six years, I do these kind of interviews every year, right around this time, right in that week after Memorial Day. Every year, every year. Mm. And for me, it's more of the same. I need something new. Once again, we're hearing the problems, but we're not hearing any solutions coming out of the city or out of CCD, So that's what I'm waiting to hear about. These stats are, again, terrible. This is terrible. It's sad. It's scary. But I don't hear any solutions. And we've been waiting for years to hear them, and we never, ever do.
0: You know, that's, um, that strikes me, tomorrow when you say that, you know, every year you feel like your organization gets a call from the media, after Memorial Day weekend, because I take it as a reminder that this is an issue that needs to be discussed year-round, not just after a major event or, or when there's another
1: spike. Yep, absolutely. And that's, we're not proactive enough. Not at all. We're always behind the eight ball with this. And the thing is, we all live here. It's not like we don't all know that this is coming. We all know summertime is coming. Uh-huh. And we never seem to be in front of it. We always seem to be shocked by the numbers, we always seem to be shocked by this and shocked by that. And I don't understand how, considering we do this every single year, it's almost like people in Kansas saying they're shocked because there was a tornado, or people down South saying we're shocked that there were hurricanes. We aren't shocked. You just want us to believe that we should be shocked because you're not doing anything about it. That's how I see this.
0: Let's talk more about what uh, we're discussing here. Within the last two weeks. Two teens shot in Chicago have died. 14-year-old Savannah Quintero was shot on a sidewalk in the back of the yards earlier this month. Also, 15-year-old Robert Barr was struck in a shooting in Englewood in May. Earlier this year in April, 7-year-old Jaslyn Adams was shot and killed at the McDonald's drive through on the west side. Tal, what are your thoughts here?
2: Look, I couldn't agree with Kamar more. It's horrific that the kids have been shot and the kids have been killed. It's that adults have been shot and have been killed. I don't think that there's anyone that's destined for violence, and I'm happy you brought up root causes, because we have to ask, why is this violence happening? Um, Because bringing up more police patrol and arresting more people isn't going to solve anything. Uh, The communities where the violence is happening are communities that have been plagued by historical and institutional racism and segregation for years and generations, which has brought about countless trauma and interpersonal trauma, and these are communities that were suffering greatly before the pandemic. During the pandemic, we've all felt the effects of it, and we know that there's been a disproportionate impact in high-poverty communities, primarily black and brown communities. And so we can't be surprised that the number of shootings and violence, both gun violence and interpersonal violence and domestic violence, has gone up. And so we really need to focus on root causes and providing long-term, in-depth support and starting early and lasting for a long time.
0: Tal, your organization mentors children from kindergarten through high school in Austin and North Lawndale on the West Side. You've also said that every student has been touched by gun violence in some form. Can you talk a bit more about that?
2: Sure. So students living in Austin and North Lawndale, uh, gun violence is part of their life. Uh, Most of our kids have been, I'd say more than 80% of our kids have been to a funeral and memorial service, know someone that has been shot and killed, all know somebody who has been impacted by gun violence. And we're talking about kindergartners, and that's going to have an impact on these kids if they don't get support. And uh, the communities, there's just a lot of trauma and support, and we know what happens. The science and research tells us that if people are experiencing toxic stress, a lot of stress, a lot of trauma, and they don't receive support, there's going to be a lot of negative outcomes. Your earlier speaker spoke about it in terms of bereavement. The same is true for trauma and exposure to violence.
0: Tamar, what are you hearing from people in the community?
1: You know, people don't really know what to say right now. We're, we're, we're in uncharted territory right now. We're just coming out of this pandemic, right? And so there are a lot of things that we don't know. There are a lot of unknowns right now. And I think everybody is going, I think our community is in the throes of a massive mental health crisis right now because there was a lot of loss during COVID. There were a lot of people who entered the the pandemic with their families, but they didn't come out of it. There is this getting reacclimated to society and to the world around you. And I really applaud the mayor for allocating $8 million toward mental health, but still gave CPD $1.7 billion even when they have a terrible record of de-escalating incidents involving mental health crises. So we need more money for that. We need those health centers that Ron closed that the mayor said she would reopen. We need that to happen because right now, they're not getting counseling for this. It's like the pandemic happened and then, okay, now it's over. No, it's not over for a lot of people. It's really not. And we're seeing a lot of that now. And there's a lot more, Uh, mental health issues, there's a lot of fear. Kids want to know, hey, when is this going to happen again? Mm -hmm. Are are we ever, you know, when are we going to, is school going to shut down again? My granny died from COVID. There's a lot of trauma. It's not even just the guns. There's a lot of trauma that was brought about by the pandemic. But once again, it's not being treated. Just like PTSD is not treated in school. Just like kids don't get to deal with bereavement and they don't get to deal with the grief that they deal with on a daily basis in neighborhoods like Austin and like Inglewood, they don't get to deal with that at school. There are no counselors there for them, just like there are none there now. And so it's like, well, why is this happening? It's happening because nobody is doing anything to stop it from happening. There's not enough being done to stop it from happening. There's enough being done to lock up people if they shoot somebody, but there's not enough being done to keep people from getting shot in the first place.
0: Tal, you just heard Tamar talk about uh, the mayor and what uh, she's done for mental health in this city. What do you make of how the mayor and the Chicago Police Department, how they've handled gun violence?
2: The answer is very complicated. There's lots of really good things that have happened, and there's so much more that can be done. Um, The investment in mental health, I think, is fantastic. The commitment to street outreach for violence reduction from today to tomorrow is fantastic and we need to go deeper and do much more many people don't need just a counseling session with a therapist they need really long-term support that sticks with them that's really in depth people don't live their lives in siloed ways and so the issues that they're facing with unemployment or unable to keep a job and domestic violence at home and addiction and mental health issues They need someone that can shift to deal with all of the issues, housing insecurity, all of the issues that they're facing in their lives. And if you sit down and talk to any of the people engaged in violence today in Chicago, the vast majority of them, if you take the time to learn their story, to see their humanity and learn their experience as children, most of them were exposed to violence and significant trauma at an early age that wasn't addressed. And that's why it's so, so important that we start investing in young, young children, Because we know that with consistent, ongoing, in-depth support for years, we can truly make a difference in the lives of these kids, especially if we serve their parents and caregivers as well.
0: You know, both of you are focused on bringing solutions to the problem of gun violence. Tamar, you organized Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings back in 2015. That was your way of interrupting violence and crime. What do you think has been effective in your organization's approach to addressing this problem?
1: I think it has been um, the commitment. It has been the level of consistency. We're there every day, every day. And on that corner, before we were just having barbecues on a corner every day. But I mean, we're, we're in Chicago. Everyone knows Chicago winters are very brutal, very unforgiving. So we actually built a structure there out of shipping containers where we built a community center so we can be there year round. So we've been in school, you know, like, Since March 17th of last year, our doors have been open every day because we did e-learning with all of the kids who were still going to CPS schools, but whose parents were essential workers and couldn't afford to not go to work. So we were there for those kids. And the thing is, that's what it takes. You do have to get to know people. And that is an everyday thing. That's not something you do on weekends. It's not something you do on holidays or special occasions. That is an everyday thing. Every day we see these violent situations cropping up. We see all of these different things happening every day in our community. If you look at the news every single day, we have to be doing something on a daily basis to fight it, on a daily basis to somehow combat it. And it it doesn't work when you do it once a month or when you do it just in the summer or just in the winter or just on Thursday. You have to do it every day. It has to become a way of life. So I think that's what I've seen work more so than anything else, the level of that consistency, building relationships, you know, communicating with people as human beings on that level, not on the level of the crimes that they committed or on the level of education they have or any of that. On the level of them being human beings, we have to restore each other's humanity. We have to do that first because people kill people they don't care about because people don't care about them. That's what this is. So if you show them that you care about them, guess what? They start caring about other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Hurt That's people, hurt really, people. That's a really
1: big deal. Tala,
0: uh, let's talk about Friends of the Children, Chicago. Are there certain roadblocks that you've run into in your work? What would help you to ease the challenges
2: there? I mean, the roadblocks in our, our families, are experienced tons of roadblocks, and we're right by their, by their side. Um, and helping them overcome the significant hardship of their lives and to build support. But that's part of the job and part of the mission of what we do. You know, not every child needs a level of support that Friends of the Children offers. So we, we have full-time, paid, salaried professional mentors. There are our staff that work with kids and we're involved in all facets of their lives for 12 and a half years, no matter what. But there's a lot more kids in Chicago that need our level of support. We just launched in Chicago in 2018. Most people still haven't heard about us, so we're really just trying to get the word out so that we can really throw our arms in a big hug in the families that are really facing the greatest risk factors uh, in Chicago.
0: The issue of, of gun violence and the impact on kids here in Chicago, how can we help at an individual level? What, what's a good starting point, Tal? <laughs>
2: Look, I think... Educating ourselves and understanding and stopping ourselves from asking, what's the matter with those people? Because the attitude of those people creates more difference, right? Our, and our questions has to be, what happened to that person and how has society failed them? And as we educate ourselves and humanize the people that we're talking about and then really understand what trauma does to a person and understand, and like go out and visit and understand the hardship that is happening on the west and south side of Chicago. For those living far away from it, it will seem like a different world. And we need so many more services and investment to go into those communities so we can make long-term lasting change because there's no quick fix or cheap fix in order to resolve these really deep-seated, long-standing problems.
0: Almost out of time, but I'll give you the last word here, Tamar. Where are you turning to for hope right now?
1: I'm turning to the people, to the block, to the people I've always turned to. And what you just asked, Tall, what you can do to help is go and meet your neighbors. Go and meet your neighbors. If you have a neighbor whose kid doesn't get out very much because she might be a single, he might have a single mom who works a lot or something like that, and you have kids that you're going to take to the beach or something, hey, knock on the door and take that kid with you. It goes a long way. Community goes a long way in this city. If you create community, people want to be a part of that. And after all, that is what stops violence. It is community. It is me being able to tell you what's going on with me and being, being able to trust you enough to ask you for your help when I need it. But we just have to create situations, and we have to open ourselves up enough to being those kind of people who can help other people, people can trust and rely on and confide in. That's what I suggest. That is the easiest thing mm-hmm. that you can do. You know, the, at the most ground level, that's the easiest thing. But like Paul said, it's going to take a lot. This is not a quick fix. But in my opinion, that's just a really great place to start.
0: Gosh, something you just said stuck. If you create community, people want to be a part of that. Amen. That is Tamar Manassa, founder of Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings, or MASK. And Tal Hazak-Lowy, executive director of Friends of the Children Chicago. Tamar and Tal... Thank you both so much. Thanks so much. And that's today's Reset. Keep an eye on this podcast for more great conversations. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet again tomorrow.